0: Welcome to the weekly Comic Web old time radio program podcast. The Comic Web sells all the old time radio programs heard on our podcast as well as comic books and more. Check out our Superman radio podcast and we have a video podcast of the old movie Cliffhanger serials. Go to our website, ComicWeb.com for information on how to get them or type the word Comic Web into iTunes and they'll pop up. This week we are podcasting The Magic Island. It is a serialized storyline told in 12 minute segments. So we are airing the first five episodes, which lasts about an hour long. So get comfy. It's this first aired in 1936.
1: A wealthy and beautiful California woman, Mrs. Patricia Gregory, has spent 14 years searching the world over for her little daughter, Joan Gregory. 14 years ago, Mrs. Gregory, her husband and baby daughter, were shipwrecked in the South Pacific. Everyone on board was believed lost except Mrs. Gregory. But she has always felt that her little girl was also saved. This belief has caused Mrs. Gregory to offer a large reward for news of any young white girl found in the South Sea Islands who might prove to be her daughter. Fourteen years she has waited in vain. But now, the story begins in Los Angeles. It is just 12 o'clock midnight. A police radio car is cruising near Mrs. Gregory's home.
2: Car 67. At Western and Slauson, a fight. 67. At the service station, Western and Lawson, a fight. Car fourteen. That's
3: us. Let's hear it then.
2: Rolling car one four. Car fourteen, in North Chester Place, near the Adams Street entrance. Investigator Powell, Northchester Place near Adams. That is all.
3: Cut him off. We'll we'll have a look around.
0: We're right in that block now.
3: Yeah. Slow down. This ought to be it. I thought I saw somebody on that lawn there. That's the Gregory place, isn't it? Yeah. There is something moving there. He's up the driveway, right behind him. Where are you going, buddy?
0: Who wants to know?
3: Hold it right there and I'll show you. Hold it there, kid. I want to talk to you.
0: Hey! Hey! Why don't you take that flashlight out of my eyes so I can see who you are?
3: It's a lot more important that I see who you are. What are you doing here this time of night?
0: Well, suppose you tell me what you're doing here, and then maybe I'll tell... Oh, golly, Whiskers, I didn't see your uniform at first. The cops, huh? Right, the cops. Now can you remember
3: what you're doing in this driveway? Well, I might live here. Ah, you might, but you don't. We got a call on you as a prowler.
0: A prowler? I'm looking for a lady's house. That's not prowling, is it?
3: Well, depends on whether the lady wants you to be looking for her. This is Mrs. Gregory's house. Honest? She's the one I'm looking for. Much obliged.
0: I'll go and see her. Hey, not so fast, buddy, not so fast. Do you know Mrs. Gregory? No. But I've got some news for her. I heard about her little girl being lost in the South Seas on a Magic Island. Oh. And I <laughs> so her little girl's lost on a magic island, eh? And
3: her mama don't know it, but you're going to tell her. Ho <laughs> ho. Well, I'm Shanty Claus, and I'm taking you to the North Pole with me. Come on.
0: Hey, let go of my arm. Oh, you're let going go. to the
3: station house. Come on. Uh, no,
0: I'm not. Help. Help. Oh, Mrs. Will you, Gregory. Will you
3: shut hey, up? Somebody help. Hey, hey, there you. Hey, now you'll walk him up in the Gregory house. I hope oh, I woke somebody's up the whole block. Take it easy, son. Now take it easy. Here, yeah, here.
4: There's yeah, no place
3: to stay a your pipe. Oh, well, we picked this kid up in your driveway on a prowler car. I'm not a prowler, honest.
4: I've got to see Mrs. Gregory right away. Well, it isn't so easy to see Mrs. Gregory at midnight. Uh, what's your business here?
3: Ah, uh, the kid's having a pipe dream about Mrs. Gregory's little girl floating around Australia on a magic island. <laughs> I'll see that he don't bother you anymore. Come on, son.
4: Wait a minute. Hold it, officer. Did you say Mrs. Gregory's little girl?
0: You bet he did. But nobody's going to get a chance to laugh at me again. I'll tell my story to Mrs. Gregory or not at all.
4: All right, officer. I'll be responsible for this boy. If he's not what he represents himself to be, I'll send for you again. Uh, My name's Bradford. I'm in charge of... Oh, that's
3: all right, sir. I know you, Captain Bradford. Call us if you want anything else. And let us know how the kid's magic island comes out.
0: (laughs) I'm sure glad you came out, sir. He was going to take me to jail.
4: Well, if your story doesn't sound just right, uh, you'll still get a chance to go. Come on up the house now. We meet Miss Gregory.
0: I know she'll want to hear my story, but I kind of hate to get her up at this time of night.
4: Never mind that. Miss Gregory and I were just going out. You go uh, open the door there and go right in. I'll follow you. Go on in, kid. But you ought to go in first. I'll be the judge of what I ought to do. Go on in. Now, straight down the hall to that lighted arch.
5: What's going on, Tex? I thought I heard... Oh.
4: Are you Mrs. Gregory?
5: Yes, I'm Patricia Gregory.
4: Let's go in and sit down, Pat. I'm anxious to get a good look at this young fellow.
5: Say,
0: Mrs. Gregory, your butler's mighty suspicious of me.
4: Butler?
5: (laughs) I'm sorry, Tex, but you should see your face.
0: (laughs) Butler. (laughs) What makes you think I'm the butler?
5: Well, heck,
0: nobody but a butler could act as suspicious of anybody as you do.
5: You're wrong, young man. Captain Bradford is in charge of my affairs. Manager of my estate, master of my yacht, pilot of my planes, and... But hadn't you better introduce yourself?
4: Yes, we'll ask a few questions now, son. Uh, you sit over there. Uh, keep your hands inside. Patricia, you stay near me.
5: Don't be absurd, Tex. What danger could there be? He's only a boy.
4: Yes, and Billy the Kid was only a boy when he had to put extra long handles on his guns to hold the notches.
0: Say, I've had about enough of this. I've got something to tell Mrs. Gregory. Do I get to tell her or don't
5: I? Of course you do. Keep quiet, Tex, and let the boy talk.
0: Thanks, Mrs. Gregory. Well, my name is Jerry. Jerry Hall. This afternoon, I picked up a radio message on my short wave set on a band I'd never heard anything on before. Somebody was talking in funny, broken English and said that an old sailor was very sick in a hospital somewhere near Honolulu. I guess he didn't say.
4: There it is again, the same thing. Wait, Tex.
0: Go on, Jerry. Well, I guess this old sailor was so sick, he didn't know what happened to him. He was raving about how he'd escaped from a magic island in the South Seas and about a beautiful little white girl that was living there with some strange people. Well, I read all about your little girl being lost in the shipwreck when she was a baby, and I thought that, well, that is... Gosh, I guess it sounds kind of foolish when I try to tell it.
5: No, it doesn't, Jerry. It isn't foolish at all. And Captain Bradford and I are leaving tonight within half an hour, sailing on my yacht. And we're going to find out all about that old sailor and his story.
0: Well, I've been reading all about your little girl ever since I could read... Is it true that you were shipwrecked in the South Seas, just like the stories say?
5: Yes, Jerry, it's all true. We were wrecked in the South Pacific when my little girl, Joan, was only a year old. Her father was lost, and of course, everyone else thinks my baby was also, but somehow I've never quite given up hope that someday I'd find her.
4: And we've chased all over the world to see girls that people show to us to try and get some of the money Mrs. Gregory offered. But they never are the right one.
0: Well, uh, well, how could you tell your little girl... I mean, if it really was her.
5: Joan had a tiny birthmark, a little star-shaped scar on the back of her neck. Joan.
0: Gee, that's a pretty name, Joan. I'll bet she'd be pretty too. Maybe almost as pretty as you are, Mrs. Gregory.
5: Thank you. There you are, Tex. Jerry's a bright boy.
4: Yes, his eyesight's all right. I'll say that. We've got to go. You see, kid, uh, we heard the same thing on the short wave that you did. And we're sailing just as soon as we can get to the harbor.
0: Boy, that's slick.
4: Will you take me with you? Will we do what?
5: Take me along, will you? Oh, please. Why, Jerry, we couldn't do that. We hardly know you. And you're so young, you can't be out of high school yet.
0: Well, I know my dad would let me go. And I know a lot about boats and airplanes and radios and all that sort of stuff. And I'd work hard on the yacht and... Oh, golly, whiskers. How about it? Not
4: a chance. Out of the question.
5: I'm sorry, Jerry, but it just wouldn't do.
4: beg your pardon, madam, but the car's at the door. Everything is quite ready. Baggage loaded. Thank you, Johnson.
5: We'll be out in a moment.
4: Very good, madam.
5: Now, Jerry, I'm afraid we'll have to say good night to you. It was sweet of you to come and tell us about your radio message. Won't you let me give Oh, you... no,
0: thanks, Mrs. Gregory. It was fun for me. You see, I've dreamed about finding your. Oh, well. Good night. I hope you have a lot of love.
2: Thanks, good night, Jerry. Son.
0: Good night. Oh, say. I was just thinking. If he could only let me go, I'd telephone my dad. He'd let me go when I tell him how nice
4: you are, Mrs. Gregory. Oh,
5: Jerry, you're nice about this, and I would like to take you, but it wouldn't do, would it, Tex?
4: Sorry, kid, but it just isn't in the cards. Boy,
0: I'd sure like to see that magic island. The broadcast said there was something mysterious about it. How ships tried to sail up to it and couldn't, and that it was big but invisible. He gave the exact position. It might be true.
4: Afraid not, Jerry. We'd sail through there on two steamer lanes. There isn't an island the size of a watermelon that isn't on the chart.
0: Well, I I guess I'd better go now.
4: I'll uh, see you to the door.
0: Are you afraid I'm going
4: to take something? No, but uh, I'm going to take something. Something to remember you by. Open the door. Go ahead. Open it.
0: Gee whiz. That flashlight nearly blinded me.
4: Sorry, but we like to take pictures of the people who come to see us at midnight, and uh, we like to know when they open our door, too.
0: But when I came in, I opened the door myself, and nothing happened.
4: And I had the flashlight shut off. Now go on, kid, get out. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry I bothered you, sir. Good night.
5: Thanks, why were you so rough about sending him out?
4: I just got an idea. That boy's smart. He could have broadcast that message himself, just to get a trip to the islands with us.
5: Well, I suppose so, but... I do wish we could have taken him.
4: Well, it might have been wise at that. And I could have kept an eye on him, but we ran the story down.
5: Oh, well, forget it. Hurry, Tex. Johnson's waiting in the car, and Jameson will lock up until we return. To the harbor, Johnson.
4: And step on it.
5: Johnson. Oh, Johnson. Yes, madam. We're awfully crowded back here. Couldn't you find room up front for this roll of steamer rugs?
4: I tried to put the roll up here, but he wouldn't have it. Who wouldn't have what? The young gentleman inside the rug, sir. Huh? Say, Pat, there is somebody inside this roll.
5: <laughs> and I can guess who it is. <laughs>
4: I, I didn't think you'd, you'd
5: find me
0: till we got to the boat. And then maybe you'd take me with you. I ought to wring your neck. Now, take. Oh, I know,
4: Patricia, but... Gee, a...
0: Mrs. Gregory, that's an awful pretty name, Patricia. Oh, now, look. I'm plenty big enough to go with you. And we'll telephone my dad from the dock,
4: huh?
5: How about a text? Nope. Oh, now, take.
0: No. You got around Miss Gregory all
4: right, Jerry, but you can't do that to me.
0: Oh, no, sir. I wouldn't try to get around you. I can see that nobody could do that. You're too smart. But I would like to sail with you. I could learn a lot from a man as smart as you are, Captain Bradford.
4: <laughs> all right, you win, kid.
0: <laughs> Golly whiskers. To the harbor, Johnson, and step on it.
1: When Jerry Hall went to find Mrs. Gregory's house at 12 o'clock at night, he sure got himself into a lot of excitement and possibly some trouble. A police radio car picked him up as a prowler. But finally, Jerry talked himself into the Gregory house and got a chance to tell his story to Mrs. Gregory and Captain Bradford. It's a wild story and one that few people would believe, but Mrs. Gregory and Tex Bradford are adventurers who live in a world where impossible stories come true. We find the three of them now on the afterdeck deck of Mrs. Gregory's magnificent yacht, the Joan Gregory. The yacht is well out of Los Angeles Harbor, and the lights of San Pedro are fading astern. It is two o'clock in the morning.
4: whiskers. We're really on our
5: way to find the magic island.
4: Not much magic in a wild goose chase like this.
5: now Texler, Jerry talk. We've been disappointed on so many of these trips to search for Joan that it's nice to have someone with us whose belief is fresh and strong.
4: Okay, Patricia, but I don't want you to feel too badly if this tip doesn't amount to anything.
5: But gee, Captain Bradford, there must be something to this.
4: We both got the same
0: radio message.
4: Yeah, that's what's too good to be true about it, son.
0: You're
5: the most suspicious fella I ever met. Never mind, Jerry. The captain has all my interest to look after, and his suspicions are my protection. All right.
0: I'm on the yacht with you anyway, and we're going to Honolulu, or wherever that message came from, and see the old sailor. Then we'll get all the story and know just where to go in the South Seas to find your little girl.
4: It all sounds mighty easy the way you tell it, Jerry. But there's a lot of water between here and the islands. And 14 years have been torn off the calendar since the shipwreck.
5: You're right, Tex. And I suppose it's foolish of me to pay too much attention to this message, but I've never believed that Joan perished in that shipwreck, and I just can't give up trying to find her.
0: I'll help you all I can, Mrs. Gregory. Golly, but this is a swell night, isn't it? Just look back there at the shoreline. All those lights getting smaller and smaller and sort of twinkling, like stars do just before they go out in the morning.
5: It's beautiful, Jerry. The only thing I like better than sailing out of this harbor is sailing back into it again.
4: Well, if you two can be spared from the poetry class for a few minutes, we'd better get to the radio cabin. I want Jerry to get acquainted with our set. Then we'll have to turn in. It's after four bells. Oh, boy.
5: Two o'clock in the morning. And time you were asleep, Jerry. Uh... Let's go in the cabin with Tex and see the radio. Then we'll all turn in.
4: Captain. Here comes the skipper. Pat, you take Jerry in the cabin. I'll check with the skipper and join you in a minute.
5: Come right in, Jerry. I'll show you around.
4: Boy, is
0: this a radio cabin or is this a radio
4: cabin? Everything ship-shape, Skipper? Aye. We don't know what our course is to be. For the time being, we're chasing a radio message that probably came from somewhere in the Hawaiian Islands. So just hold a general course on the regular lane until I change it. Aye. We have a new hand aboard. You'll help me with the radio. I'll fix it with sparks and we can split a watch with you. Aye. Better turn in now, Skipper. You can take over after daylight and I'll join you in the chart room for some skull practice on navigation to imaginary points. Uh, We've got to locate a magic island. Who? All of us. Nuts. Who? Everybody. Well, maybe you're right, Skipper. But just the same, that's what we're looking for. Well, see you at breakfast. Uh, Will you join us in Mrs. Gregory's cabin?
2: Aye. That's all, Skipper. You can shove off. Aye. Magic. Island. Nuts.
4: (laughs) I don't blame the Skipper much at that. Well, I see you've got the set warmed up, Jerry. How do you like it?
0: Gee, Tex... I mean, Captain Bradford, it's a darb. Darb, huh?
5: It's all right, Tex. Jerry says darb is the highest praise he can find for anything.
0: Hmm,
4: So you think it'll do, kid? Do. Gosh,
5: I bet it'll get anything in the
0: world. It's all set to go now. Can I try it?
4: Go ahead. And while you're enjoying yourself, you might as well be working. I'll see that you stand a regular watch here if you can handle that set right. Uh, That way I won't have to leave Sparks and can take it easy.
5: Why not let Jerry call Johnson and make our report?
4: What I had in mind. Work on three meters, son. As for J-12C, that's Johnson, our radio operator and chauffeur in Los Angeles. Sign yourself as Jerry on J-24Y. That's a yacht.
5: You can get this set down to one and a half meters, can't you? Yes, and we can work in that wavelength on our Los Angeles set too, Jerry. That's how we heard the message about the dying old sailor and his magic island with a little white girl on it.
0: That's where I got it at home too. Gee, you know, Dad and I thought we had the only set in the country that would work on one and a half meters.
4: Yes, and we thought we were the only ones. You and your dad must know something about radio to build a set like that one. Funny, too.
0: Well, no funnier than you having one. You see, my dad has studied radio all his life. He doesn't have to work anymore and just plays with it all the time. We can send on one and a half meters, too.
4: Yes, I thought you could.
5: Why, Tex, what do you mean?
0: Oh, I know what he means. He thinks I sent that message just to get you to sail for the South Seas so I could get the trip with you. Well?
5: Oh, Jerry, you wouldn't do a thing like that, would you? Knowing how much it means to me... How badly hurt I'd be if we made this trip and didn't find any trace of the little white girl.
0: I wouldn't do that for anything in the world, Mrs. Gregory.
4: Okay, son, we'll let her go. To for the the Gregory now.
2: Yacht. To the Gregory Gee
0: whiz. There he is again. Calling
2: What's the van kid? Yacht. One and a half meters. To the Gregory Land Station, Los Angeles. To J-12C, Los Angeles.
0: Now he's... Quiet. Calling
2: J-12C. Relay this message to Yacht Joan Gregory. Stand by for message... Cannot raise yacht. Relay this to them. He
5: doesn't know we can get him on the yacht.
2: To the Gregory yacht. You will not find the old sailor in Hawaiian Islands. Set your course south. Further directions later. Old sailor delirious. Probably dying. Keeps repeating position of island. Says his diary will tell you. White girl living there. Island position. Latitude, 29 degrees south. Longitude, 124 degrees, 30 minutes west. That is all. Repeat to Gregory Yacht. Repeat to Gregory Yacht.
5: Gee, the same thing. Tex, the position was the same as given before. And the old sailor keeps saying there's a little white girl on the island.
4: Yes, yes. What are you doing, Tex? Checking my directional beam finders. We've got to know where those messages are coming from.
5: There's something wrong with them, all right, or they'd be signed. Why would anybody send a message without signing it, if they were honest?
0: Maybe they haven't got a license station.
4: Yes, here we are. He wasn't on long enough for me to get a very long curve on the graph for calibration. But one thing is sure. That message did not come from the west, north, or east. Then it had to come from the south. This yes, recording directional receiver shows only direct impulses. And the only place it was disturbed by those beams was through about a 60-degree angle to the south.
5: That's awfully broad text if the sender is any distance from us, that angle could spread out to cover thousands of miles of ocean.
4: I know it. But it's ten to one that Johnson got it too. We can check with him later. You and Jerry stick with this set to pick that fellow up if he comes on again. I'm going to change our course. We're heading south right away.
5: Jerry, I'm so excited and encouraged about it all.
4: Me too.
0: Gosh. Even Captain Bradford seems to be taking it plenty seriously now.
5: That's what makes me so happy. Tex has been through a lot of these things with me. He doesn't believe wild stories very easily. So when he gets excited, it looks as if we had a chance to accomplish something. I've got a hunch we're
0: going to find your little girl Joan all right. But what kind of people could she have been living with? I
5: mean, on this island. That wouldn't let the world know all about it before this. There are so many things that might have happened, Jerry. But if we really do find a little white girl on this island, and it is Joan, I won't care about anything else.
0: Well, when you have time, and if you want to, Mrs. Gregory... I wish you'd tell me the whole story of the shipwreck. I mean, just where it happened and how you were saved when everyone else was drowned. And what made you think your little baby was saved?
5: Of course I will, Jerry. And I'll start right now. We'd been in a terrific storm for days. The yacht we had then was very much like this one, except that it was named after me, the Patricia Gregory. Oh,
0: and this one is named for your little girl, the Joan Gregory, isn't it?
5: Yes. Well, we were making dangerously heavy weather of it along the 30th parallel when all at once... Say.
0: Wait a minute. Hmm? The 30th parallel. This radio message. The 29 degrees south. That's near the 30th parallel, all right.
5: Why, Jerry, so it is. I didn't think of it just that way before. There's only about 69 miles between the parallels at that latitude. How about the longitude? This message said
0: 124 degrees and 30 minutes west. That would be about right, too. J12C to
4: J24Y. J-12C to J-24Y. Is that
0: Johnson?
5: Yes, Jerry, acknowledge him.
0: Hello, J-12C. Jerry Hall for Captain Bradford on J-24Y. Go ahead, J-12. Go ahead. Never heard of you, Hall. We'll talk only to Bradford. Can you beat that? That guy drove us to the
5: boat, but he never heard of me. I'll explain it to him, Jerry. Let me have the microphone. Hello, Johnson. Hello, J-12C. Patricia Gregory to Johnson. Jerry Hall is okay. Okay. He's the boy we brought with us. Tex is out on deck. Jerry authorized to do relief watch on this set. Confirm receive that.
2: Okay, Mrs. Gregory. Okay, work with Jerry Hall on J-24Y. Better get Captain Bradford in cabin for this message. Have important relay for you.
4: That's what we heard direct, I'll bet.
5: Oh, here's Tex now. Tex Johnson's calling. Wants you to take over for this relay.
4: Okay, J-12. Bradford, go
2: ahead, Johnson. Relay of message just received. Locked it on one and a half meters. Or about the old sailor in his island. Position repeated. Correct
4: as given before. Break, J-12. Break it, Johnson. Okay, J-12. We got it direct. Now check your directional graph. Get me the best line you can on it. I'll hold the set open.
2: Checking graph now report when finished.
4: Now we'll have something definite to go on when we want to set our course. Good
5: old Johnson is always on the job, and his instruments are really better than these portable ones. Maybe
0: so, but, well, I don't understand how we can localize that radio beam better than you can right here.
4: He can't, but he has a chart, a chart exactly like this one, in front of him at this minute. And when he gives me his reading, I log the line of it right here, then extend the line I have from our reading, and the point where those lines cross... Should be a pretty accurate location for the radio transmitter we're receiving those messages from. Beam Falls in Zone 1-8. Zone 18 south. 18 south. Zone 18. 18 south. Okay, Johnson. Stand by.
5: Now, can you get at your figures pretty close to it? If we were farther from Johnson, the angle would be better. The tech should hit it fairly well.
4: By George, there it is. And those lines cross almost on the 30th parallel.
5: Golly whiskers. 30 degrees south.
0: And the message said the magic island was 29 degrees south.
4: Nobody said anything about a magic island.
5: Oh, Tex, let Jerry call it anything he wants to. If we can only find it and my little girl is still alive.
0: Don't say if, Mrs. Gregory. We're going to find your little girl, Joan, on a magic island.
1: Fourteen years ago, Mrs. Patricia Gregory's yacht was wrecked in the South Seas. Fourteen years, Mrs. Gregory has searched the world over in hopes she might find her little daughter Joan alive and well, though the world has always believed the child was lost in the shipwreck. Now the Gregory yacht, the Joan Gregory, is on the high seas, once more searching for little Joan. Captain Bradford is in charge of the cruise for Mrs. Gregory, and Jerry Hall, a young amateur radio operator from California, is with them. The yacht is five days out of Los Angeles, running through the South Seas. We find Mrs. Gregory, Captain Pex Bradford, and Jerry Hall in the chart room on the Joan Gregory. Gee, but it's great
0: to be really in the South Seas with you, Mrs. Gregory. Now that Captain Bradford has quit being suspicious of
4: me...
5: You could hardly blame him, Jerry. We didn't know there was another radio in the country that would receive on that wavelength, much less transmit on it.
4: Oh, forget it, son. I guess you'll do.
5: I only hope we won't be disappointed. If we do locate this island, and if the little girl on it is, oh, if she only could be my little Joan.
4: Now, Patricia, don't get too worked up over this story.
0: But this is the real thing. I know it is. Nobody would make up a story like that about your little girl. And look at the way those mysterious radio messages have kept coming in every day we've been at sea.
5: I know, Jerry, but people have made up some wild tales to try and get some of my money. You know, I've offered a big reward for news of Joan.
0: It's swell you named this yacht after her.
5: I've thought and prayed of nothing but Joan for 14 years. Now, I may be near her at last.
4: Well, if there's any truth in this story, we'll soon know it. We're about 4,000 miles from Los Angeles. Are we getting close to the island? We're getting close to the spot on the chart where the old sailor said the island was, if that means anything.
5: We've just got to find an island
0: where he said it was. But the chart shows there isn't an island anybody could live on within 100 miles of the position the old man gave.
4: Right, Jerry, and the chart is probably correct. We'll keep looking around. A lot of ocean in this vicinity. And if there is such an island...
5: Tex, you do think there's a chance, don't you?
4: Now, don't get your hopes up. There's always a chance of anything happening in the ocean. Come in. Come on in, Skipper. What's on your mind? Radio.
5: What about the radio?
1: Message. What about? Sailor.
5: Let's have it quickly, Skipper. More news about the island?
1: No. Come on, Skipper. Out with it. What about the old sailor? Dead
4: dead. Dead? No more news, eh? No. That all there was to it? Yep.
5: Then we know as much as the old sailor will ever be able to tell us about his magic island and the little girl on it.
0: I'm afraid so, Mrs. Gregory. But if the old man told the truth about the position of the island, we can find it easy enough.
4: That all, Skipper? No. Got something on your mind? Yep. Let's have it. Come. Me? You. I'll be with you in a minute, Skipper. We've got a little work to do on this chart now. Now. Important? Very. Okay, you and Jerry work on that chart, Pat. I've got to go up on the bridge with the Skipper.
0: Gee, Captain Bradford's sure a dandy fellow, isn't
5: he? I think so, Jerry.
0: Uh-huh. I can see you do. Why, Jerry... Oh, I don't mind. It's all right with me. <laughs> well, thank you, Jerry. Oh. Well, that's all right. Say... There's something I don't quite understand about this boat of yours. Oh, yes? That funny old guy that was just in here and won't say more than the words at the time, he's the skipper, isn't he?
5: Yes, and though he does have a peculiar way of speaking, he's the best yacht captain I've ever seen.
0: Oh, sure, sure. Anybody can see he knows his business on the water. But what I mean is, well, you call him skipper and Captain Bradford captain. Now, all the boats I ever heard of, there was only one skipper and he was the captain or only one captain, and he was the skipper, or only oh, oh now I'm all mixed
5: up. <laughs> well, that's easy, Jerry. The skipper, Captain John Craig, is captain of my yacht. Captain Bradford's title is from the Army, and he acts as master and owner's representative when we're aboard the Joan Gregory. Anything else you'd like to know about me?
0: Well, gee, I don't mean to be rude, Mrs. Gregory, but you made me tell you all about myself. And you even had my dad come down to the dock and asked him a lot of questions.
5: So we did, Jerry. You must remember that you came to my house at midnight, a stranger. And surely you understand that in a case like this, we couldn't take any chances with you.
0: Well, I'm taking chances with you.
5: <laughs> I never thought of it just that way, but perhaps you are, Jerry. Very well. Cross-examine.
0: Swell. Your house. Your house was a funny place. With a front door that took flashlight pictures of a fellow when he opened it. I have a great many valuable things in my home. Well, well, that part's all right. But how about the shortwave radio in your automobile? You know, it's against the law to have a shortwave set in your car. Unless you're working for the government.
5: Say, are you a G-man? No, no. I mean, uh, a (laughs) G-lady? I'm afraid I can't answer that, Jerry. At least not until we know you a little better. In the meantime, you can safely look to Captain Bradford for all your orders.
0: I'm glad to get that much of it straightened out anyhow.
5: And now that you're satisfied as to my offices, we'd better study this chart as Tex told us to. Oh,
0: may I ask you just one more thing about your little girl? Of course. Well, nobody knows exactly what she looks like now. But I've been thinking about that picture you showed me of yourself. You know, taken when you were about the same age Joan is now. Don't you think she would most likely look like that picture? Why, I suppose
5: she might. Why do you ask?
0: Well, to tell tell you the truth, Mrs. Gregory, I've been hoping she would look exactly like that picture. Uh Then if she'll only grow up to be as pretty as you are now, well, it's kind of nice for a fella to know what his girl is going to look like when she gets older.
5: Jerry, Jerry, you're way ahead of yourself, I'm afraid. Why, you're just 16 now and... Joan would be barely 15. Well, is pretty old. I guess
0: I know what I want. And when we find Joan, well, you see, I'll show you.
5: <laughs> Jerry, you do help me a lot. I've been rather hopeless and doubtful about it all. You seem to be just taking it for granted that we're really going to find my little girl. Well,
0: I've got a hunch. And when I get a hunch, everything's going to come out slick.
5: Oh, dick. what did the skipper say? What's wrong? The storm getting worse?
0: Sounded like it when you opened that door. But the boat isn't rolling any more than it was.
5: Well, Tex, what is it? You look so... Has something happened?
4: I don't think so, yet. But if it hasn't happened, something is going to happen. What? The skipper took me up forward and showed me, well, things I'd never seen before.
5: Is the storm going to be a bad one? Oh, that wouldn't make Tex act like this, Jerry. He's been through a lot of storms.
4: But this is different. This is one storm we can't go through. What? what?
5: What do you mean, sir?
4: Just what I said, son. If it doesn't make sense to you, then we're in the same boat. Tell us
5: what it is, Tex. Jerry and I aren't afraid. What's going on?
4: I've been standing up there on the bridge with a skipper for ten minutes. The bow of this boat has been right up against what I'd call a heavy bank of fog, and there we stay.
0: Is the wind so high we can't make any headway?
4: Did you ever see a bank of fog stand? Stand perfectly still in that kind of a wind?
5: Tex, what are you getting at? A fog bank standing still in a gale. And the boat doesn't make any way?
4: No, you might as well come on deck, both of you. Then you won't think it's just me that's crazy. Come on. Now come up forward and see it for yourselves. Golly, whiskers. That's
0: some squall, right? And we're running right smack into the center of it. I've seen lots of these. Let
5: the skipper make everything fast, and we'll go below and ride it out.
4: You've never seen one of these. We've been right here with the prow of this craft hard against that fog bank for the last half an hour. And the engines are
1: full speed ahead.
0: You mean that fog is holding us here just like a brick wall? But that's impossible. I guess if the storm was hard enough, we'd almost stand
4: still. We might, Jerry, but that isn't it. Even if that could be the case, wouldn't this fog move a little? Wouldn't the roll of the boat change? And look around you. Wouldn't the storm be going someplace?
0: Golly gee. You're right, Captain. Look, Mrs. Gregory. The ocean is as smooth as if it had oil on it. Everywhere except right in front of us. And the sky is clear. There is something funny about this. What
5: can it mean, Tex? I never heard of anything like this before. It's weird, uncanny. Just the smooth mountain of fog ahead. Dead ahead. We're on the edge of a roaring storm, and yet we can't be. For all's clear around us. The motors are nearly tearing the boat to pieces, yet we don't move.
0: What is it, Tex? What is it? Now, don't get excited, Mrs. Gregory. I guess nothing can happen that the skipper and Tex and I can't handle. But I'm not exactly afraid.
4: No, no, right, but I'd like it better if we could understand it.
0: Will you let me try something, Captain? I've got an idea.
4: That's one more idea than I've got. Go to it, son.
0: Well, signal the engine room for full speed astern. And let's see what happens. I never heard of a storm that you couldn't run into or out of or around or away from or something.
4: We'll try it, Jerry. Full speed astern it is.
5: Now
0: they're coming. It's pulling hard astern now. But we don't move. The yacht acted as if she was tied up by the bow. We don't move, Shakespeare. We don't move. Danny, Pat,
4: don't go to pieces. Well, Jerry,
5: that didn't do any good, did it? I give up. There must be something to do. This can't be real. Gee, that's
0: funny. The storm stopped.
5: And the the engines have stopped.
4: Everything has stopped. Why, there, there isn't a
0: sound. That fog is standing perfectly still and straight, like a gray cement wall. Only a little tiny piece of fog floating off into the still air. This... This is getting kind of spooky, isn't it?
4: There's something mighty wrong here. I don't like it.
0: But what can we do?
4: Yes, Skipper, what is it now? Stopped. What stopped? Everything.
0: Generators? And everything in the engine room?
4: Everything. I'll get on the radio and see what I can raise. Stopped. Well, we can run it from the batteries. Dead. Batteries dead, eh? And every instrument on board is stopped. You stay here and stand watch, Skipper. Hold the crew ready. I've got an idea. Come back in the chart room, Pat. You too, Jerry. All right. What are you thinking of, Captain Bradford? Look at this chart.
5: Oh, our position doesn't mean anything if the instruments are out of order.
4: But the instruments were all right just as we hit this, this thing, whatever it is. We haven't moved since. There. Right there is our exact position. Look at it.
5: Oh, I see it now. Look, Jerry. We're there. This is the spot.
0: Then our position is right. The old sailor said, yeah, the ship won't move. That bank of fog. Sure it is. It must be. This is the magic island.
1: It all started in Los Angeles, when Jerry Hall heard a radio broadcast over his shortwave set. The report said that an old sailor had been picked up from a small boat in the Pacific Ocean and had told a fantastic tale about a little white girl living on a mysterious island in the South Seas. How near the truth the old sailor was with his island of weird happenings, we shall soon know. Mrs. Patricia Gregory has come to the South Seas in her private yacht, hoping to find some evidence that there is such an island, and her little lost girl living on it. We find Mrs. Gregory, Captain Tex Bradford, and Jerry talking excitedly in the chart room of the yacht.
4: Now take it easy, Jerry. There's no such thing as a magic island or a magic anything else that I ever heard of.
1: Then how do you
0: explain the yacht being stuck for an hour, held right here by a bank of fog? We can't go forward or astern, and every instrument on board is dead. Jerry's
5: right, Tex. There's more to this than just a storm or a fog or a, a... well, there
4: is. All right, all right. Now, Patricia, you just hold everything while we look this over. I don't want you to get your hopes up too high about this thing. But this mysterious fog bank is
0: right on the spot where the old sailor said the island was.
4: That's the whole trouble, Jerry. All we've got to go on is what some old sailor said.
5: But the radio report said he'd been a junior officer and a navigator. Sure. He'd know about the position being correct
4: and all that. If he was in his right mind, yes. Don't forget that he was an old man. Sick and delirious. Nearly dead from exposure and fatigue. When he was picked up out of the open sea... He had no map, not a scrap of paper to verify the position.
0: But it said he left a diary on the magic island and that he kept it carefully for every day he was there.
5: Then why did he leave this diary on the island?
0: Well, maybe he was a
4: prisoner there and
0: had to leave without taking anything that belonged to him.
4: Oh, stop romancing, Jerry. You're raising Mrs. Gregory's hopes too high. She's been disappointed so many times in all the years she's been trying to locate this girl. I know that. But this is near the spot where you were shipwrecked
0: 14 years ago, isn't it, Mrs. Gregory? It couldn't have been very far from here. I remember our position so clearly. The old sailor said we'd find something mysterious when we got to this spot. Well, gosh, that fog bank is mysterious enough, so part of the story is true anyway.
5: And if that much is true, why can't it be possible that Joan, my little girl, is on the island? We've got to find out right away.
4: All right, the yacht won't move and the fog won't move. If there was an island behind that fog, we couldn't get to it. I know one thing we haven't tried.
5: Then let's try it. Try anything, only do something.
0: Captain Bradford, you told me that ray generator thing of yours would penetrate fog, didn't you?
5: Why, of course, Tex. You've been waiting a year for an opportunity to try your fog-penetrating machine. We can look right through the fog with that, can't we?
4: Well, we could if we could use the machine.
5: Oh, golly
0: whiskers, that's right.
5: The machine won't
0: work. No generators. Won't the batteries pull it?
4: They would, but they're dead, too. But
5: we just can't sit here and do nothing.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, Pat, but there doesn't seem to be anything else we can do until that fog lets go of us. Uh, now, look, fog can't hold a big boat. That
0: doesn't make sense to me.
4: Oh, no, it adds up wrong for me, too, boy, but there it is. The bow of this boat is held tight against a bank of fog, just as solid as if we were anchored to a concrete wall. The engines won't push us through the fog, and they won't pull us off the fog. Every instrument on board is dead. Even the radio tubes are paralyzed.
0: Then there's only one answer. Electricity of some kind.
5: But where would the electricity be coming from?
4: No good, Jerry. We might be over a magnetic field of some kind that would throw the instruments out of order. I've seen that happen in a lot of places. But enough real electricity to hold a heavy boat powerless? No chance.
5: Oh, yes, Skipper?
1: Hurry. What's up, Skipper? Loose. I think we are myself. Drifting.
5: We're drifting, Skipper. The yacht's loose?
4: Yep. Get the engineer quick. Full speed astern. Hold her there till we get away from that fog or whatever it is. Aye. Come on, folks. Let's go topside. Oh,
5: boy. Oh, boy. This is sure swell. It's certainly uncanny enough, Jerry.
4: Pat, Jerry, come here. We're backing away, all right. There stands your fog bank. Now.
0: We can start your fog light gadget and try it
5: out. You think we can actually see through the fog with it, Tech?
4: I know we can. But wait till we're safely away from that 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 gray wall. Here comes the skipper
0: on the run. I wish he'd get excited enough to say more than one word at a time. Hush, Jerry,
4: he'll hear you.
1: Generators. How's that, skipper? Generators. Are uh, they working all right now? Aye. Then the other instruments ought to be all right, too. Let's
0: check our position again.
4: Checked.
5: Good old skipper. Where are we?
4: Here. Oh, we know that, but where's here? Here, show us on the chart. The exact position is important, you know. Uh, Here, Jerry, help me hold this chart still.
0: There. Look, Mrs. Gregory, we're right where the old sailor said we'd find the magic island.
4: Everything working now, Skipper?
0: Is the radio okay?
4: Aye. Thanks, Skipper. Hold her steady now. Just keep the motors idling. If we drift away a little, let her drift. Aye. Can I try the radio now? No, Jerry. Let's don't call anybody in yet.
5: No, Jerry. If we have found something unusual... Let's work it out for ourselves. Oh,
0: heck. I'm sorry. But I... Well, I just thought of
4: starting the radio. Well, let's try my fog ray first. I've got my doubts about that thing over there. You and Pat stay here and watch that fog to be sure it doesn't disappear on us. Wake us up out of all this nightmare. I'll get my machine. Gee,
0: Mrs. Gregory, this is wonderful, isn't it?
5: Just like a fairy story, Jerry. And I'm so happy. I can't explain why... There isn't any real reason for it yet, but my little Joan seems so close now. For 14 years, I've never lost hope that she might be alive and well somewhere. And now, oh, Jerry, if it could only be.
0: I know how you feel, Mrs. Gregory. Kind of empty one minute and full up the next, like an elevator running up and down in your windpipe.
5: (laughs) I couldn't have put it just that well, but that's exactly the way I feel.
4: Come over here, kid, and give
5: me a hand with this thing. Coming
0: up, sir. Boy, that's a heavy contraption.
5: Captain Bradford has been working on it for years, and he expects it to do anything with fog.
4: Yes, it does work in fog. You know it does, Pat. Didn't we use it off San Pedro and see right through the fog when it was so thick the pelicans were using fog horns?
5: <laughs> I don't remember the pelicans, Tex.
4: Well, no, no, I'll show you in a minute. Here, loosen those wing nuts, there, kid. Aye, are, sir. And don't
0: you mind Mrs. Gregory, Tex. She's only kidding you because she's nervous. And she's just got
4: to do something.
5: You're a sweet boy, Jerry. You do understand, don't you? Well, I know
0: how you feel. She's my girl, too, you know.
4: Will you two quit talking about something that hasn't happened yet and lend a hand here? We're about ready to try it out now. Our fog bank hasn't run away on us, has it?
5: Looks just like it did when we ran into it over an hour ago.
4: Run the cabin, Jerry. Take this line and cut it into the power plug, will you? You bet I will.
5: Oh, Tex... Maybe there is an island behind that fog. The old sailor could have been right, you know. Hurry and try it.
4: The tubes are warming up now. It'll be ready in a second. Is it all ready to go now, sir? All set, Jerry, and you can be the very first to try it if you want to.
0: Oh, golly, whiskers. Can I? Hurry, Jerry. Yes, ma'am. Well, what do I do?
4: Well, now, look. Extend that telescope out as far as you can. That's right. Then get down behind it. Put your shoulder against the stock and sight it just as you would a rifle. And when the fog begins to open up for you, run the telescopic sight in and out till you get the focus. And you'll see the ocean on the other side of that fog. Boy, this is sure exciting.
0: There, now. I've got my sights on the fog bank.
4: How's the visibility?
0: Uh, Can't see a thing but a gray wall.
4: Hold your sights there. I'll run this barometer for you. Hold it steady now. Tell me the minute the fog starts to break for you.
5: Oh, hurry, Tex, hurry.
4: How's that, Jerry? No,
0: not a thing yet.
4: I've run through the whole visible spectrum. Here, let me take the sights, Jerry. That ought to be about it. There, now gently back, so and. Have you got it?
5: What do you see, Tex?
4: Well, I guess that's that.
5: Oh, Tex.
4: Four years' work. no use. I'm sorry, Pat.
0: Gee, Captain Bradford. I'm sorry, too.
4: Well, I've been disappointed before, son. That
0: was about our only hope, though. There may be something wrong with your
4: instruments in that gadget. Can you check them? No use, Jerry. They check themselves. When you hear that high hum the oscillator gives off, everything's working. Every single unit in that layout is connected in series. And it either works or it doesn't.
5: But I can't understand it, Tex. The ray worked so perfectly off the coast of California. That fog looked just like this one. Why wouldn't it work here? Hold everything, folks. I've got an idea.
4: Well, there's plenty of room for it here.
0: You remember when we all came up forward here? When the bow was stuck right into that fog bank and the motors wouldn't move the boat either way? Yeah? Yes, Jerry. We all crowded right up on the forward end, right against the rail, didn't we?
4: Go on, son. What
0: are you getting at, Jerry? That fog was right against us. It didn't seem to blow around us a bit. But you could hear the rush of a heavy wind.
4: I noticed that.
5: I didn't at the time, but I remember it now. Go on, Jerry. Well, that fog was right against
4: us. You could
0: feel it. We were there for minutes and minutes. But when we got away from there, after we had been standing in the edge of a fog, our clothes were perfectly
5: dry. Jerry. Why, he's right, Tex. Our clothes were dry, and we did stand right in the fog.
4: You hit something there, kid.
0: Sure. And look. Captain Bradford's fog machine worked all right off the coast
4: of California, you said.
5: Why, well, of course. It worked
0: perfectly, yes.
4: That machine will cut a path through the heaviest fog I ever saw.
0: But it wouldn't go through this stuff. So there's only one answer. That fog out there is not
5: fog. But in the middle of the ocean, it's got to be fog. What you suggest is impossible, Jerry. Why, Why? it's fantastic.
0: Look at Captain Bradford's face. He was laughing at my magic island a little while ago, but he's not laughing now, is he? I tell you, there's something mysterious here, and that fog is not fog.
1: After her baby daughter was lost in a shipwreck 14 years ago, Mrs. Patricia Gregory started searching the world over in the hope that her little girl might still be alive. Now Mrs. Gregory is again in the South Seas, and with her on her private yacht are Captain Tex Bradford and Jerry Hall. Jerry was a young radio operator in Los Angeles who received the first mysterious message about an old sailor having seen the magic island and a little white girl on it. The yacht is lying now completely becalmed near a strange bank of fog. I tell you, you've got to believe me.
5: You've got to believe me. You don't get so excited, Jerry. We can hear you without your shouting like that.
4: Yes, take it easy, kid.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. But this is something to get excited about. You know that fog bank over there is not fog, don't you, Captain Bradford?
4: Well, it doesn't act like any fog I ever saw, Jerry, but what else could it be?
0: But, Mrs. Gregory, you still think it's fog, don't you? What else can I think? Well, you can think about the story that the old sailor told and the magic island. That fog... Well, or whatever it is out there. It's just where the old man said we'd find the island, isn't it? Right to the inch, boy. And this yacht was up against it, in it. But we didn't get wet or cold from it. Fog is wet, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, of course. And Captain Bradford's fog machine has always made a hole through every other fog he tried it on,
4: hasn't it, Tex? I've never found another fog that machine wouldn't penetrate to a point of fair visibility. Then that stuff over there is not fog. It isn't wet. And your machine didn't
0: even start to go through it. It looked just like a, a wall made of gray
5: stone or, or cement. Tex, you're not really convinced about this, are you?
4: Now, I've lived a long time without seeing anything that looked like magic, as Jerry likes to call it, but I've never seen anything like this.
0: Well, I don't know whether it's magic or not, but it's sure funny. And there's another mighty funny thing about this whole business. What else? This ocean is too smooth right around the edge of that fog. Look farther away on the sides and behind us. The water is rough enough, but here, right here near that fog bank, the water is as smooth as glass. The boat isn't even rolling.
4: I noticed that, Jerry, and I don't like it.
5: Then there is something mysterious about this place. And if the island... Oh, if the island could only be here, and my little Joan alive and well on it... Well,
0: I don't know about the island, but I do know we ought to find out more about that fog stuff Why not try sailing around it? Maybe we can see something from the, well, from the other side.
4: Well, we did. uh, I mean, well, oh, what's the use? You couldn't see anything?
5: Tex, you've seen something you're keeping from Jerry and me. You do know something about that fog bank.
4: Do you, Captain Bradford? Do you? Well, I didn't want to tell you. It doesn't help matters a bit. There's no use of all of us worrying about the impossible. But I do know a little more about that fog bank than you two.
5: Don't treat me as if I were a child. What is it, Tex? Oh, we're stuck
0: so bad now that a little more won't scare me any worse. What did you find
4: out, Captain? Well, you and Mrs. Gregory remember that you spent a long time working over that chart while I was on deck? Yes. I mean, before I called you to come and look at the fog?
0: Why, we were talking about
4: Joan and the Magic Island and all. Well, I guess we did talk a long time.
5: What were you doing, Tex?
4: Well, I was on the bridge. And the skipper will tell you this is the truth. Yes. Come on. Go on. Well, we have sailed around that fog bank.
5: We've sailed around it? Gee, well, what was on the other side?
4: A fog bank.
5: Oh. Then it is just fog.
0: Wait, Mrs. Gregory. Go on, Captain. There's more, isn't there?
4: There's a whole lot more. From the circumference of the circle we described in rounding this... Well, this thing, it must be about half a mile around it. Possibly a little more. And it's perfectly round. Mm. That doesn't tell us much.
5: I want to hear it all, Tix.
4: No, I don't get you all worked up over it. may not mean a thing. But our instruments read exactly the same on all four sides of that fog. What?
0: You mean they didn't change at all as you went around?
4: That's it. And from our solar readings and my radio beam check, that reading is correct. Correct to a fraction of a second, but...
0: But what? Hurry. Hurry and tell us, or I'm going to pass out.
4: The readings we took all around this thing belong in the center of it. Everything reads to a perfect center when you're sailing around the edge of that fog.
0: Then a regular vessel, I mean one that's just sailing through here on a regular run, would skirt around that fog without knowing they'd run off their course.
4: I guess they would. We found nothing to indicate our course had been changed. And if we weren't looking for trouble, we would have figured the same as any other navigator that we were just passing a small fog bank and not being compelled to follow a distorted curve around it.
5: Then that means just one thing. There is something behind or in that fog. Something. And that something is... I'll bet... I'll bet it's the magic island. Oh, golly, Whiskers.
0: We're here. We found it. Gee, Mrs. Gregory. Now we'll get your little girl back.
4: Not so fast, son. Even if there is an island there, what can we do about it? The yacht won't go through the fog. We tried that.
0: Then let's figure why it won't go through it. That's out of the question, isn't it? Nothing is out of the question with Tex and I to
4: figure things out. Well, just leave me out of that, Jerry. You figure this yourself. I'm stuck.
0: Well, well if we can't sail through it, there's something funny about it. And something funny about a fog means it's being done on purpose. Jerry, you
5: mean it isn't just a natural phenomenon? That the fog is man-made, controlled?
0: How about those instruments, Captain? And the fog holding the boat just like a magnet. That's it? Magnet. Oh, giggling goldfish. Why didn't I think of that before? That fog is
5: magnetized.
4: That's my idea, boy, but I hated to make such a wild statement.
5: That sounds possible. There are a great many magnetic deposits and formations in many parts of the world. But don't you see, Mrs. Gregory... We don't mean a magnetic field that just happened there.
0: That fog has been magnetized by somebody or something. Do you think that's
5: possible? You're not just excited and running away with yourself, Jerry.
4: Well, if he is, I'm running way ahead of him. Patricia, that fog bank is not ordinary fog. It's magnetized as surely as we're standing on this yacht looking at it. And there's probably an island hidden in it. Well, but, take. And that's not guesswork. It's a scientific probability...
0: What else would have held our boat against that fog but a powerful magnetic force of some kind? And what else but a magnet? And a magnet with somebody running it would have turned the boat loose when it got ready.
5: Why, this... Why, it's thrilling, but it's terrible, too. What can it mean?
4: It can mean we're up against the greatest piece of electrical or chemical wizardry this generation has seen. And we're going to see all of it. Where do we start, Tex? Start guessing, and as if you've done pretty well so far, Jerry... Suppose you take the first guess.
0: Well, isn't it better to do something you're sure of than it is to guess?
5: What can anyone be sure of in these weird circumstances?
0: Got something definite in mind, son? Well, we can see what's inside that fog ring. If the little plane lasts to the deck, we'll fly over it. Of
5: course. Why didn't you think of that, Tick?
4: I did. But it'll take an hour to assemble the wing spread. Lower to the water and get ready for a takeoff. By that time, it'll be pretty dark. I don't like to try getting the plane back on board at night, except in an emergency.
0: Golly, Whiskers! Here you've got a magnetized bank of artificial fog right under your nose, and a mag, magic
4: island, and a... Well, how much do you need to make it an emergency? Well, I meant a matter of life and death. That island, if it is inside the fog, has been there a lot of years. And it won't run away tonight.
0: Then we can't do anything until morning? Oh, I guess not. Say, I've got it. I'll swim ashore. That's it?
4: You'll do everything else, boy. You
0: can't do that, Jerry. I'll bet I can and I bet I'll get through that fog, too. I won't wear anything that a magnet will hang on to.
4: And after you get through the fog, what then? What do you mean, what then? Mrs. Gregory and I are outside with the yacht. And if anything should happen to you, we couldn't get in there. Why not try shooting through the fog?
5: No, no, you, you might hit... Of course, I mean, if this really is the island we're looking for, Joan might be... might be hurt.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till morning.
4: I've got one small idea. Let's see. Now, Skipper, Skipper. All right. will you step up forward here, please? Aye. Now, Jerry, I want you to go into our cabin. Get that long black case, the one that looks like a violin case, out of the instrument locker. Bring it here and handle it as if it were eggs. Right away,
0: sir. I'll get it.
4: Sir. Skipper, the swell is rolling heavier now. We can't use the motors to hold our position as I need all the power in this cable here. Will you try for a good anchorage so I can cut all the juice away from the engine room? Sound it. Well? Three. Three fathoms? Aye.
5: Can I help Tex? I'm so nervous, but for once I seem to be helpless. I'm sorry I've always been able to think with you before, but no, I... I
4: I understand, darling. Oh, Tex. I uh, I didn't say anything.
5: I know you didn't, but I'm glad you said it.
4: Oh, I suppose I shouldn't have. You
5: shouldn't, and I've been waiting years to hear it.
4: Patricia, I...
0: Here's the case, Captain Bratt. Oh, golly, Whiskers. I guess you forgot the case, didn't you? I'll go back and bring it in again if you
5: want me oh, to. no, no, Jerry, you... You just rescued me in time. You don't yell for help very loud, do you?
4: Now, Jerry, come on. uh, Let's hook up the machine. Break that cable. Bring the uh, shielded lead plug over here while I open the case.
0: Are we going to anchor here for the night? The
5: skipper's paying out the stern chain. Yes, Tex thinks we'd better not move till morning. And the skipper reports Sounding's okay for a good anchorage. Can I
4: help with the machine? Not yet, Jerry. I'm a little afraid to have anyone but myself handle it until it's set up.
5: It's sure a funny-looking thing, Bob. What is it? I never saw this before either, Tex. Is that what you've been working on so secretly in the laboratory?
4: I've done nothing else for over a year, and that's perfect. What is it? Well, I haven't named it officially yet, but I think I'll call it my stratoscope. Stratoscope?
5: Well, what does that mean?
4: Well, it's a combination of strata and scope. as from stratosphere and periscope. In other words, it will do through the air and at tremendous altitudes and distances what the periscope will do within a very limited range.
5: I think it sounds lovely, Tex, but what will it do?
4: Hmm, Left you behind that time, eh, Pat? How about you, son? I think I know what you
0: mean. You can look away up in the air, then away over someplace, then down again, like seeing over the horizon. Isn't that it?
4: That's it exactly, Jerry, and I know it works. I've tried it over a 300-foot building. When I was on the ground on one side, the objective was on the ground on the other side, and I saw it.
0: And now you're going to look over that fog and down onto the island. Oh, can
5: we? Really?
4: I'm getting excited now. You see, it's a case of plotting the trajectory of the wave curve I'm sending out. Figuring the density of the exact strata and the atmosphere I must refract the wave from to bring it down to earth on the desired spot. But how do you see anything with a wave? These waves will return to me with almost as great an intensity as they leave the instrument with. Then I merely catch them in a tuned wave trap. And with a light valve and converter... I project the image on this little ground glass screen here, and Pat, Pat, Jerry, I've got it. I can see it.
5: Is it the island? Is it text? What do you see?